Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. I'm joined with first-time guest, but longtime friend of the family, Teddy. What's up, Teddy? Hey, what's going on, Jesse? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How's everything going with you? Uh, doing good, man. Just living while you can during the pandemic. You know, I've been working a lot and just getting by, man. I'm doing good. I can't complain. I feel that. I feel that. So, Teddy, how, are you a Cardinals fan, I, I hear? Yeah? Is that, is that the case? I'm a very big Cardinals fan. I've been a Cardinals fan ever since I was six years old. Now, if you want to hear the story, I can share that with you really quick. I do. I I do want to hear the story. Okay. So I know everyone has their story, but I mean, I guess you could say mine's pretty unique. Um, So my brother, he's a year and a half older than me. He is an Eagles fan. And when he became an Eagles fan, I, I guess, was trying to copy him. So... I liked his team for a little bit, but he got upset at me, and we fought, and my dad's like, Teddy, just choose another team, just be a little different. So then I was looking at some of the other team logos on these like helmets on a website, those like little collectible helmets, and I saw the Cardinals one come up, and I, I guess was very mesmerized by it. So that's the first incident where I started liking the team, and then shortly after that, uh, maybe like within the next year, uh, it was my birthday, and I got my first pack of football cards. And my dad, when he gave them to me, I opened them up, and they I ripped the package open so quickly that they fell on the ground. And after falling on the ground, I started crying because I'm like, oh, no, they're ruined. Like, I just I just destroyed my cards. And my dad's like, no, no, it's it's fine. Like, they, they're okay. Just, just pick them up. You're good. So I picked them up, and the first one I picked up, I saw this, like, shiny, like, goldish, uh, amberish color, you know, and I'm just like, ooh, I got to check this one out. So when I saw what card that was, it was a Larry Fitzgerald rookie card for the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) I'm just like, whoa, like, that's amazing. And I saw the stats on the back because those cards, I'm not sure if they still do, but they had the stats of the, the college stats on the back. So I saw them, I'm like, whoa, like, this guy is the best receiver, like, well, not the best, but one of the best, it seems, in college football. I mean, he broke the record. I think he had, like, 18 receptions in a single game. I think he still holds the record, Larry Fitzgerald, for the most receptions in a single college football game. So, I mean, (laughs) I was just like, wow. So that's really where my love for the Cardinals has started. It's been a rough journey through the years but uh you know we're seeing a glimmer of hope here and i know we're gonna talk about that today so <laughs> yeah for sure yeah for sure that's dope do you still have that larry card uh i think so it's it's buried somewhere yeah, in yeah. uh in my collection i really have to dig it out but yeah i know it's laying around somewhere gotcha gotcha were you big into football cards too i know it's a little tang- tangential but oh yeah no i i was very big into football cards when i was younger really just uh any type of cards, basketball cards, baseball cards. I don't know if you've ever heard of Topps Attacks, but I used to trade those when I was no. in. Oh, yeah. So that was it was like a baseball card game. 
But uh, mm-hmm. it just kind of grew my, I guess, love for collecting cards at the time. I don't do it anymore, but I still have my collection laying around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I guess maybe you're a little young for Showdown. Do you remember like MLB or NFL Showdown? Uh, no, but it just cut off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I remember that, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's very similar to the the tops because it was just like another like trading card game that you could you could actually play that, which is the big draw for sure, <laughs> obviously. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but okay, all right. I'm actually starting to get back into like regular trading cards, but that's another conversation for another time. Um, uh, I'm sure you can talk to Dylan about that. I know Dylan. He uh, <laughs> he's been getting back into the Pokemon cards a lot recently. I feel yeah. like so. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe I'll have to send him a pack of. Uh, of Pokemon <laughs> cards. We'll have to see. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, if you talk to him, I'm the one that got him back into it. So yeah, fair. Um, all right. <laughs> let's let's talk go. about the Cardinals. Let's do it. Yes, uh, so just just you know, think about last year. Um, they were eight and eight in a very tough division. Do you think there were any parts of this team, like I think you kind of alluded to before, that give you hope for the future? Um, yes. I mean, I think finally we have our quarterback. That's been the biggest issue ever since our Super Bowl year with Kurt Warner. Because I mean, he was the guy, Kurt Warner, but. I mean, he was in the latter half of his career, and he was, I mean, still really good, but just winding down, and, you know, if it weren't for some of the miraculous plays the Steelers made, we would have won a Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, after him, we went to Carson Palmer for a little while, which was good, but, I mean, after his ACL injury, he was, I mean, not the same, especially since, was it the same one or was it the other one? I was going to say, I think it was the same one from Cincinnati. I remember that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game, too. That was a crazy yes. game. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, so it was the same one. And, yeah, I mean, I injuring so. that yeah. leg twice, that's really yeah. hard to come back from. So we've just had quarterback problems for years, and now we've landed on Kyler. I think that's very good. We definitely messed ourselves up a little bit drafting Josh Rosen. I mean, we could have used that pick for mm. a much better player. But whatever. I mean, we have our guy now, and we're building around him. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of great offseason moves they've made with receivers, you know, A.J. Green. They um, also have got J.J. Watt and Rodney Hudson. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen them make a lot of moves and there's like young talent. So, you know, the one the positions they really need, it seems like they're going out and seeking those players out right now. So that's kind of like where I have hope for the future, especially around Kyler Murray, for sure. Yeah, I, I get that. I was a uh, I was a big Josh Rosen fan. Uh, still a big fan, but I also really like Kyler. Um, obvious. I think it's obvious for people to like Kyler. He's great. Yeah, exa- <laughs> and, yeah I mean, yeah. the thing if that like I'm not saying I'm not a Josh Rosen fan, but I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. just just seeing like how that turned out, and then they're just like, oh, you know, whoops. Mm-hmm. It, it was, yeah. you know, I'm I'm glad they drafted Kyler Murray, but mm-hmm. this especially with the coach, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was his mm-hmm. offensive coordinator at one point in college, but you know, it just you know, looking back as a fan, you really wish, okay, let we could have had a much better player. I don't know, oh, yeah. somebody mm-hmm. like somebody who could have either helped us on the line or the defense. Because I know I wanted them to get an offensive lineman, like a really good one, but mm-hmm. I guess they just they didn't do that. So, yeah, I, I was I was in that same boat for sure. Because uh, we'll talk about the draft in a little bit, but yeah, I, I was definitely in that boat. Um, are, are you excited about the the young receivers like Isabella and um, shoot, what's the other? I know you brought another wide receiver to Christian Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk. Sorry. Yeah, are, are you excited about those guys at all for the future? Uh, I'm very excited, uh, especially, you know, Christian Kirk also played with Kyler Murray in college. So there's a connection there. That's why they've had a good bond. 
And with those, with two of those receivers, you know, Larry and DeAndre Hopkins last year, he had a little bit of ease just getting open on those deep routes. So uh, I'm really excited about that, especially since he has breakaway speed that's really hard to keep up with if he can beat the uh, corner or the safety on the route. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, You know, Andy Isabella is kind of the same way. They don't, he doesn't have as much of a connection with Kyler, but I mean, he's young. He was a rookie last year, so he's got a lot of time to grow and he's fast and will fit into that system. I mean, they obviously just picked up AJ Green, who, I mean, a lot of the the GM said he has a lot left in the tank. And I believe he has a lot left in the tank. So even though he's 32 or 33 years old, you know, I I still see him as like, you know, young, fresh talent that, you know, he just kind of needs to get back out there if he, uh, you know, just get, get back out on the field and just get used to the game again. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited about these young receivers for sure. Cool, gotcha. Yeah, we can talk. We can talk about that a little bit later. But I, I do want to. I do want to talk about last year's draft from the 2020 draft. You guys had Isaiah Simmons, Josh Jones, I don't know, Lakey Foto. I'm not sure how to say his name. Rashard Lawrence, Evan Weaver, and you know Hello? Benjamin even. Oh, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Uh, I think I, I think you cut out for a little bit. Can you just start okay. your question over from? Uh, oh yeah, 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 no problem. Can mm. you can hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, okay, cool. All right, perfect. No problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. so I was just mentioning the NFL draft from last year. You guys got Simmons, Jones, Fotu, Lawrence, Weaver, Benjamin, those guys. I'm curious how you feel, especially about Isaiah Simmons going forward. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, I was excited about that pick when we got him. You know, he's a young, fast linebacker. May, may, people may think he's a little undersized, but I mean, for an inside linebacker especially, but he's quick. He makes plays, and I'm, I'm excited um you know evan weaver he's also really good i'm i'm upset about um that other guy of course his name's slipping my mind uh oh hassan reddick i am upset about yes, him yeah leaving. yeah we can talk about that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's unfortunate but you know some good I, I see these guys as good young talent uh i think their defensive coordinators uh doing a really good job and with some of the additions in the off season uh, just having that leadership on the team, you know, J.J. Watt and then Chandler Jones coming back, it's going to help those young guys out a lot. So I'm excited. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I definitely I don't really share your, your optimistic, you know, appraisal of Simmons. I'm really not a fan. I think he was best as like a blitzing linebacker. And I know he's a project and I get it. Um, I think, you know, people should have been or people should have expected him to be a project, which is also why I don't think they should have taken him at eight. Because I feel like you need an impact player, like you were saying about like a, a good offensive lineman, someone like that. There were a lot mm-hmm. that they could have had at that point. I think that would have done them much better, especially last year, even when they were eight and eight. Simmons, I don't really have much of an impact besides that interception against uh, what's his name, Wilson, that like sealed the game in overtime. That was great, but like other than mm-hmm. that, yeah, not not really a big fan of Simmons. Yeah, I mean, he he, we could have maybe gotten a better pick there for sure, like you said, an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, I, I'm just still upset about this Reddick, uh, this <laughs> departure, just because I feel like that's a good person to learn from. And I, I do really think that they need to put somebody alongside Isaiah Simmons, maybe like a veteran to help, you know, come in and really help him learn somebody. Yeah. I, I don't know who's out there right now free, but, uh, somebody that could come in and really just like help him grow in his process. Cause I mean, he's the talents there. I think it's just the. Um, just the overall well-roundedness of his game that definitely needs to be worked out. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think uh, Benjamin's going to play a, a big role in the offense next year? It doesn't feel like they have a lot of running back depth, and I mean, you know, they they declined to really bring anyone after Drake left. So, do Do you think he'll be involved a lot? 
Uh, Benjamin, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't think we really saw much of him last year. You know, I'm looking at his mm-hmm. name, and it doesn't necessarily ring a bell to me. So, I mean, he'll probably, since they, if they don't have uh, much depth running back, which I believe they don't, they, uh, they're not going to really uh, have any other option than to use him. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, they already do have Chase Edmonds, and they have Jonathan Ward. So, I, I mean, those guys are probably going to get the shot first. But who knows? I mean, they, the, the running back uh, race, I mean, is kind of open. I mean, Chase Edmonds is the guy. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the way the Cardinals played last year, you know, Kenyon Drake was the, the power back. Chase Edmonds, I mean, he's not weak in any regard, but Chase Edmonds really spread them out compared to Kenyon Drake. So, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like Arizona at this point, for a second running back, should look towards getting a guy that they feel comfortable running in between the tackles, somebody that can, you know, chew for those yards like Kenyon Drake did. And uh, whoever that is, whether it's Benjamin or Ward, I mean, that's who should get the playing time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, I'm not too familiar with Benjamin, so I'm not sure if he's like a big back. Um, He's more of like a scat back guy. Yeah, he's more of like a receiver. Yeah, okay. So quick rather and stuff, yeah. Like that kind of yeah, guy. so he can be a nice, like, third down running back. You know, I think Ward may be uh, a little bit bigger. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger, but um, maybe he could be the guy. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think Eno could be a good third down running back to kind of mix things up. Uh, but Chase Edmonds, I, I know he's he's solid. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited with the running back play, too. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. All right, let's let's talk about the free agent stuff because there's there's a good amount of stuff we have to get to, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot that happened with the Cardinals this offseason. I think. Um, so the first thing is, I think the Cardinals lost some bigger names in free agency with cornerbacks: Pat Peterson, Drake or Patrick, Jonathan Joseph. Um, do you feel like those are big losses? Are you okay with the? You know, let's just break it down. Are, are you? Do you think those losses? You think they should have brought back like Peterson or Kirkpatrick? Um, I was upset about Peterson for sure. I mean, I've been a Cardinals fan for a while. So seeing one of your players who's been with the team for so long, just leave like that, that, that is tough. Um, but I, I am excited about some of the moves they made, you know, Malcolm Butler, that's huge. Uh, I haven't heard much about Robert Alford, but I've heard he's pretty good. Um, and I heard that they were also talking to another guy who, uh, I think he played for the Bengals last year, and he started some games. So they're adding some more depth that they needed that position, which is good. It's upsetting to see some of those guys go, you know, Patrick Peterson, Drake Kirkpatrick even. But, I mean, they didn't really produce that much last year. I mean, Patrick Peterson was their lead uh, interception guy. I think him and Dre were maybe tied for like three each. They didn't get much. And I I do think part of their lack of production, too, was – due to Chandler Jones being hurt, him not being on the line and uh, allowing there to be pressure on the quarterback, you know, it, it allows the receivers to get open. It allows the quarterback to make better reads. So the quarterback's not forcing the ball as much. The throws are a lot more uh, calm and patient. They're not, they're not rushed. So that I definitely think hurt their production. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there too that say, uh, you know, Patrick Peterson, he's not as good as he used to be. He's kind of on the, the latter half of his career. You know, will he will he bounce back? I don't know. But I don't know. I, I, I do think they could have kept him. I think maybe he was asking for more money than they wanted to pay him. I believe that's why he left mm-hmm. or, or entered the free agent market. But 
who knows? I mean, if, if we had the money, maybe should have kept him, but I, I don't see it as like a major loss at this point. You know, I think Malcolm Butler is a, a great replacement, maybe even better at this point, just because of the production and the track record that he's had, you know, being that having that winning mentality, that's a, a very important thing to bring to this young secondary. So, uh, I mean, I think that's a good, a great replacement for Patrick Peterson being gone. So, I mean, overall, I'm not too worried about it, but mm-hmm. we'll see how the season unfolds. Yeah, I, I think I think you're pretty spot on there, honestly. Uh, Pat Peterson, Kirkpatrick, Joseph goes like that. Guys like that didn't really produce at the level I think people are used to seeing them, at least, or at least where their name value, you know, goes for. And that ties into like draft or capital you have to spend, not draft capital, just the amount of money you have to spend on these guys. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. I think Peterson signed with the Vikings for like a ten million dollar deal one year, so more of yeah. like a prove it stuff. Um, I think you're right, probably Butler at this point is probably better than Peterson and will probably stay healthy longer than Peterson. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's definitely fair to bring up. I, I think their replacements are. You know, okay, uh, Butler's fine so far, but I feel like they need to maybe address someone in the draft. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get there for sure. Uh, do, do you think that, or do you think they'll continue to add people in free agency, whoever's left? Um, like I said, I think they were talking to somebody from the Bengals who yeah, I started. Who, yeah. I forgot his name, but I mean, if they add him, he he may not necessarily start. I think maybe he could be the nickel guy, or mm-hmm. uh, but he'll definitely get playing time and he'll add depth to the the cornerback position. You know, obviously injuries are so common in the NFL nowadays where, say, like one of our guys goes down like Alfred or something. Then you have a a veteran like this guy, uh, whoever this Bengals guy is. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, But, you know, he could come in and, you know, produce and make make an impact. He's not like a like a rookie necessarily coming off as your second string who may get torched by some of the receiver receiving cores we see i mean even like our own i wonder how it'd be in practice you know with some of our corners against our receiving core because yeah you know <laughs> a receiving core like ours our receiver our cornerbacks playing against that you know I- i'm confident we can do that with an addition like that so mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll see if that happens gotcha okay that sounds good. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we've already touched a little bit on this, but like we mentioned before, Kenyon Drake, uh, they declined to bring him back. He went to Oakland. Weird. Uh, but how big of a loss do you think this is? And I know we already talked about how we might address the running back situation, but do you think that they might bring anyone in free agency still? I mean, there are good guys left there, right? There's still Todd Gurley, James Conner, Peterson's out there, Love Bell's out there. There's other guys they could fill in, you know, maybe not even bring your starter. Like Love might not even be the starter, but he can come in and take some some carries away, at least, you know, lessen the load. On a guy like that, what what do you think they do? Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, they have Chase Edmonds. He's kind of the all around guy. He he can have some power if you need, but he's not. That's not really his specialty. He's more of the quick, uh, agile guy. So I would think, you know, getting somebody who can complement that. Who I mean, obviously, Kenyon Drake was a, honestly a perfect complement to Chase Edmonds. He could do some of the stuff that Chase Edmonds did, but was more of the uh, between the tackles, power runner who wanted to run downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody like him, I think Todd Gurley even, that would be a, a great one-two combination. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley's hungry. He wants to win. Uh, he wants to be on a team that will give him that opportunity. And who knows? I mean, after what the Rams did to him in releasing <laughs> him after the Super Bowl, he may want to get some revenge. Yeah. So and join a, a rival. So I think that would be really good to a great weapon 
you know, Chase Edmonds too, he's going to get a lot of production. So having somebody like Todd Gurley to offload that on, uh, that would be great. I mean, Todd Gurley could even get a handful of production too, depending on he, on how he plays. I think someone like Todd Gurley has a lot of life left in him. Uh, I mean, being in Atlanta, that's not really the ideal place you want to shine. Uh, I mean, they, they're pretty <laughs> desperate out there. So uh, I think, I, I yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, Todd Gurley would be great. James Conner even, eh, he's, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for someone maybe with more size like Gurley. So I, 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 I like him out of all the backs. But you may have a different opinion than I do. Oh, I act, I actually agree. I think Gurley would be a great fit there. Um, I I think he does have a, a good amount more left than Tank. You know, you don't need to sign it for that much money. Even he can he'll do another one year deal, I'm sure, or something like that. Connor might require a little bit more of a deal, but it's possible I'm misreading that. Uh, but yeah, I I think he'd be a great part because I I really do feel like this backfield is unsettled. I feel like they might draft someone in the second round or maybe maybe a little bit later. I I do feel like they need to bring in someone else. Uh, but maybe they want to spend the cash base. I get that because I I would guess Gurley would go for like. At minimum, like six, probably. But I also could be wrong about that. We'll see how far it goes in free agency, right? But yeah, yeah I, I think I mean, probably he'll probably be happy with like. I think if we threw like eight or nine at him, maybe that would be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so we'll see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, next question I've got. Uh, we're talking Dan Arnold. I've met, I've talked about Dan Arnold way too much in the past week for any person <laughs> to talk about a, a, a tight end like him. But anyway. He's another guy that the Cards lost this lost this offseason. Two year deal on uh on Carolina too. It's it's interesting. Um, do you do you think they plan on addressing tight end in the draft or rolling with the guys they have? Because I don't think there's too much left in free agency. What do you think? Yeah, see, that's a that's a good question. I know that some of the guys in free agency are leaving. I haven't been paying attention much to the tight end position in free agency. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is he is he still out there? Or did he sign? No, somewhere? he's with the Giants actually. Yeah, I think he's with the Giants two years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that, that's a good addition for them. But um, but honestly, you know, when I was looking through the draft class, uh, there's a lot going on. You know, the rankings have it one way, but, you know, teams are shuffling around. I know the 49ers made a big jump up to the third position. People are saying they may draft Mac Jones. I mean, that's – I mean, mm-hmm. I guess right, that – Yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they've been speculating. We'll see if that actually happens. But – uh, somebody who's ranked pretty high up on the board, who I could see Arizona getting if they can, if the if this person could make it to them in the on the board. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what pick we have. I'm trying to see what that is right 16. now. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen. I, I could be wrong about that. It's somewhere in the middle. You know, it's it's something somewhere in the middle like that. Yeah, I was gonna say probably like sixteen. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, at sixteen, if we, if this player would slide down, I could see, uh, of course, I can, the name's slipping my mind it's, now. It's, it's a Kyle oh, Pitts, Ky- right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Kyle yeah, Pitts yeah. from Florida, yes. Mm-hmm. He's got great size, 6'6", 240. Uh, I believe he's a pretty fast individual. I'm not yeah. sure what his 40 time was. But mm-hmm. he's a very dynamic player from what I've heard. Uh, someone even said uh, that he could be one of the the best offensive talents in the draft. I'm not too sure about that, but <laughs> still, um, that's promising for the tight end position. So if if he slid down at 16, just quietly, I would see Arizona putting their money on Kyle Pitts at tight end. Uh, so yeah, that's what I would think. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be a great pickup for them for sure. Uh, there's a lot of hype around Pitts. I wonder if he falls that late. I, I have him mocking him there sometimes, honestly. Uh, I don't think it's impossible, uh, especially with the Patriots, you know, taking two tight ends in uh, in free agency. I, I, I wonder if he falls out of the top 10, what guys would really want to take him after that? I, I would be surprised. Uh, to be honest, I don't think the Eagles are taking him. I don't think the Giants are going to take him. So I, I think he could fall there theoretically, but they also could trade up to get him. I don't think that's. I, I, I was just wrong. about. I was just about to say, if you really yeah. want him and think that he adds value, then just trade up to get him. I know we have some sort of asset that we could give, maybe draft picks. But uh, right. yeah, I would. I would do that because I mean, I'm looking at the depth chart. They do not have many people uh, that. I mean, I don't really have anybody at tight end after <laughs> Arnold left. So yeah. So yeah, that that's the pickup to make. Yeah, okay. I, th- that makes sense if, if he falls to them, for sure. I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Do you, do you think, I mean, looking at the, the depth chart and everything that's gone on for agency, do you think they should have kept Arnold? Uh, yeah, I'm honestly shocked. Like, when, when I when I saw that, I'm like, wait, why would they let him go? The guy was good. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was a safety net for Kyler Murray. And, I mean, he produced. His numbers weren't obviously, like, the best receiver on the team numbers, but, I mean, he was one of the best receivers on the team. And... I, he's quick. He, he the guy can really move for a tight end and have and he can he can hit too. So uh, yeah. I I don't know why they let it slip. I I don't know if it was like he wanted to play somewhere else or if there was contract disputes with he maybe wanted some more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he was definitely the guy. We we I think we should have kept him and then maybe even drafted Kyle Pitts. Who knows? Having a a dual tight end threat like that, especially with all the receivers. You know, there's a lot of tension on them. You have two really nice tight ends to throw it down to. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Dan and Arnold, that was really confusing why we let him go, especially with all the weapons we just added this offseason. I was pretty upset to hear that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he was two years, I think, $6 million to Carolina. It wasn't really that much. And it takes a while for tight ends, you know, to break out. Like, he was, you know, year three is when he started to get a lot more reps. And he, he had, like, a few good games, especially even fantasy was relevant for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, 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 I also was surprised. I mean, I think Carolina had a really good pickup with him. So, yeah, <laughs> but maybe, maybe they're counting on very him. good pickup. Yeah. I mean, two, two yeah. years, six million dollars. No, it, it, I don't think there was a contract dispute issue with Arizona. I don't, I don't know what. what yeah, if that's weird, it. right? Yeah, is, I, I don't know either. <laughs> that's very weird. strange. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Let's talk about Hassan Reddick because he signed a one-year prove-it deal with Carolina. Another Carol. Uh, uh, pipeline in Carolina it seems like I think it was like one year eight million or ten million so do you, I I feel like you're gonna say the Cardinals should have should have brought him back do, do you think oh, that's the case oh yes I mean he's young he's not old and he had a breakout year last year you definitely want to build around that I I'm just I'm very shocked that like I mean some of the pickups we've made this offseason have been great but I mean some like some of the losses too have been like kind of you scratch your head moments you know we just talked about Dan Arnold and Hassan Reddick, too, he's young. He just had his best year last year. The guy can get to the quarterback. He proved that this year. And he can drop back in coverage, too. I'm pretty sure he had a few interceptions last year. Uh, you know, he, he's he's a great player. And that's somebody that Isaiah Simmons could even have learned off of more as well. So, I don't know. I think they could have, especially him signing, like, only for $8 million. I think he's somebody we should have went out and kept as well. But hopefully we can re- uh, replace him. Yeah, that's that's fair. Do you, do you think that the team maybe just wasn't sold on him? Because he, he didn't seem like, I mean, he you're right, he did break out. But I mean, the, the year before that, he had like one sack that goes to 12 and a half. Do you feel like it's possible they were just, you know, not 
excited with what they saw or yeah maybe they thought it was a fluke just because you know the biggest uh threat to sack the quarterback on our team chandler jones he got injured in week five mm-hmm. so you know i hassan reddick stepped up even more when he left and i, I believe his numbers went up so you know, in the absence of Chandler Jones, Hassan Reddick definitely would have gotten got more sacks because of that. If if Chandler Jones was there, he definitely would not have had this uh, as great of a year. I'm not saying he wouldn't have had a great year, but as great of a year. Uh, so yeah, I think maybe they weren't too sold on him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, there's really no other explanation because he did have a good year, and um, maybe you could have taken a gamble, a risk. That's somebody that. You know, if you're not too sold on him, it is it is a gamble. But mm-hmm. may, I think it could have been worth it. I have it's so interesting. So it's actually I, I overestimated it was a one year six million dollar deal, so not even as much. He also went to Temple, so I think there might be a there maybe I don't know if it like comes off as the exact like maybe he's a Matt Rule favorite uh, on Carolina. Maybe that's maybe that's what he's doing there. But now I I wonder maybe if that the role that Hassan played last year is going to be taken over by Isaiah Simmons, and maybe they just need to move on to make room for Simmons, but. I could be wrong on that. I'm not sure the exact makeup of the defense or what it'll look like next year, but maybe that's a reason why. Does that make sense, maybe? Or maybe not? I don't know. Uh, it, it might. I mean, but mm-hmm. I, I still think that, you know, I, they're, they're flexible players. I mean, Hassan mm-hmm. Reddick, who knows? You you, you can move him around, so. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I also think it's you can never have enough good pass rushers, to be honest, so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that. All right, uh, I got another one. The la- last one for, uh, well, almost last one, but. Big loss emotionally for, I'm sure, a lot of Carol, or, God, Carolina Cardinals fans. Uh, you guys lost Larry in the offseason. He hasn't retired, I don't think, yet. But uh, how, how are you holding it up? How are you feeling about this one? Oh, man. I was I honestly had not been paying attention to that in the news. So uh, when I when I saw that, that it's, it's heartbreaking for sure. I mean, especially how close we were to winning that Super Bowl. If we just had one Super Bowl with Larry Fitzgerald, like for me as a fan— I, I I would be content. Like if he if he just had that one, I'd be like, okay, it's fine. He can go wherever. But mm-hmm. I I've seen a lot of people saying like Larry Fitzgerald is he's put in his time in Arizona like so for so long. It's been 17 years. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he definitely deserves to win a championship. He's a Hall of Fame first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, if he wants, I know the people are saying go to Tampa, go to Tampa. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I. As as hard as that is for me to be like, oh, like you're you're literally going to the powerhouse. I mean, it honestly makes sense if he really wants to win and produce. I think that's the best bet for him. He's got Tom Brady who can take a receiver like Larry, who's still got the talent, but maybe defenses are just super keen on him now. I think Tom Brady's the type of quarterback that can work around that and really get the most out of Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, this late in his career, especially with some of their other weapons, they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to kind of relieve the pressure off of Larry. And you know, moving Larry more into the slot, I know we people they've been doing that later in his career, but uh, just him being a slot weapon too for Brady, I think it add a lot of value to the Buccaneers. I, and if Larry does get traded, or excuse me, not traded, if he does sign to the Buccaneers. I probably am going to buy a Larry Fitzgerald Buccaneers <laughs> jersey. Uh, nice, that, nice. Yes, because why not? I mean, it, it, he's he's my guy, so I, I gotta I gotta rep, and I will root for them too. I mean, I want them I want them to get a Super Bowl. I am a Larry Fitzgerald fan. I will not stop rooting for the Cardinals, but you know, 
I will root for him as well, just because I mean he's not he doesn't have a lot of time left, so I'd only root for the Buccaneers for as long as he's on. Yeah, the team. yeah. yeah. So, sure. but yeah, it's a big loss. I know AJ Green coming in to replace him. That's that's nice. You know, I was thinking about that too when they made that signing. Uh, I heard one place that it's kind of like an insurance policy on on you know losing Larry, which is exactly what happened. So uh, it's a good deal. It's just a bummer because. You know, I, I kept seeing, look at these three receivers, Larry, DeAndre, A.J. Green, all have had, like, they're three of the five receivers in the last 10 to 12 years who had the most receiving yards. And it's just like, oh, they could have all been on one team. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's, it's still out there. Maybe Arizona can convince him to come back. Maybe, I mean, he's taken pay cuts before. Maybe yeah. someone else could be like, hey, uh, Pay cut. Let's get Larry like <laughs> uh, like like give him like fifteen million if that's what it takes just for this one year, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, he does he definitely deserves to win. So if he wants to leave and go somewhere like Tampa to do that or whatever, really, uh, I mean, I think that's fair. So it, it's tough as a fan, but he's he's earned the right to go wherever he pleases. I got you. I got you. So do you do you you like the AJ Green deal? You think he'll 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 prove value this next season? I do. I think with all the attention that's on DeAndre Hopkins, he will be valuable. How valuable that is, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I mean, I think A.J. Green's always been a number one receiver. So now he's a number two receiver, and he's going up against a lot of number two cornerbacks on the team. Who Some, some teams have good second cornerbacks, but there are a lot of teams out there that have a weak number two going against... Uh, a number one caliber receiver in AJ Green. I think at this stage in his career, he is a number two receiver. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he does have a lot left in the tank. I really do. I mean, some of the last few years he's been battling injury, and I mean, <laughs> the Bengals. They finally got Joe Burrow, which is nice, but uh, before that, I mean, it was pretty dire for them. So, you know, him coming back from those injuries it, it, and dealing with some of the injury too while he played. Uh, I think that was hard to come back from with, you know, especially how unproductive of an offense Cincinnati really had. So uh, I think A.J. Green, this is a good deal for Arizona. And it's honestly, you know, going to help, too, with Christian Kirk. And I think, I just think it's overall a good deal. Uh, I really hope that A.J. Green does produce the amount I think he can produce. Uh, you know, if if he really does have the stuff left, I think he could have just as good, if not even better year than he's put up in the past. But we'll see. I mean, if he if he at least has an 1,000-yard receiving year, I'd consider that a good year. So we'll, we'll see if that happens. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I disagree a fair amount about Larry, but that's okay. I mean, it's, it is what it is. He has been dealing with injuries. I mean, he missed, what, 2019 with a... I don't, I don't know if it was an Achilles injury, but it was something. And the year before, we only played nine games. He did play 16 games this year. Not very good, though. Uh, statistically, even. Uh, I, I don't think on the field, either. I, I think his film looked really bad. He was slow. He has fine hands. But, you know, maybe he could play tight end for Arizona. I mean, maybe <laughs> a tight end. He's a, he's a slow plotter with his hands. So that's pretty much a tight end, right? AJ um, Green, yeah. I mean, he's got to put on <laughs> some weight, for sure. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. But, like... Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't know. I feel like you could have used I want to say it was a ten million dollar one year ten million dollars. I could be wrong about that, but yeah. I I I think they could have put the money to you somewhere else. I think he's a little bit overrated for the talent he he brings to a team. Uh, well, personally, 
Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with AJ Green is that, um, I, yeah, he made he he probably did look slower, and he he probably he was slower for sure. But I think part of the the slower uh, that factor, uh, I mean, he's definitely later on in his career. He some people may say he is out of his prime. He may be out of his prime. This this season's really going to be a test on to see if it's a good move. But you know, just looking at it on paper. Um, Really, I think AJ Green and JJ Watt really have similar stories in that they were in places that you know just they're not winning, they're not really advancing themselves to win, and it's just a, a situation they want to get out of. So now I think AJ Green's out of that situation, he's in a fresh place, he's in the warmth in Arizona, he's got Kyler Murray who can really get the ball to him, and with uh, a number one like DeAndre Hopkins on the other side, it takes a lot of pressure off of you, which AJ Green's never played alongside a talent in DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, we'll see. I think there may be an extra pep in his step this year, uh, as do I think with JJ Watt as well, which I know you want to ask me about that. So. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we can talk about Watt. I mean, uh, do you think it was a great deal or like the best deal they did all, all off season? Uh, honestly, I think it uh was a great deal. Was it the best deal they made in the offseason? I, I mean, I think so. Uh, but I think it's really, it could be a tie really between that and the Rodney Hudson deal. Um, just because, well, let's start with J.J. Watt first. You know, J.J. Watt, mm-hmm. he's on a Texans team that, like I said, isn't making any advancements to try to win a chip. I mean, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins for uh, David Johnson, who's not producing like he used to really on a downward spiral and uh, like a third round draft pick or something. So uh, really doing that disrespect to Deshaun Watson. Then now everything going on with Deshaun Watson, you know, that's a situation J.J. Watt wanted to get uh, out of. And I think, I mean, he, he even said himself, he goes, when I was looking for a team this offseason, all the signs pointed to Arizona. So I think that he will produce more this year, especially having Chandler Jones alongside of him. You know, since 2012, him and Chandler Jones have had the most sacks in the NFL. So putting those guys alongside each other, that's, I mean, Chandler Jones is getting double teamed. J.J. Watt, not as much, but, you know, he could still qualify for a double team in some respects. So I think putting those guys alongside each other, they're really going to eat, in my opinion. Uh, And I think J.J. Watt's hungry to win, especially being alongside his buddy DeAndre. Uh, but the Rodney Hudson deal, I was really shocked that Arizona did that. That's exactly what they needed to do, too. Uh, you know, they do put a lot of trust in Kyler Murray at this point to where they go out and get a talent in Rodney Hudson. Uh, I know that Arizona's biggest issue over, I would say, at least the last five years has been their offensive line. I'm pretty sure we've allowed them. We're in the bottom three in the NFL in sacks allowed in the last five years it's not good and i mean if you saw towards the end of the season kyler murray's running around like a, uh i mean he's running around for his life out yeah, there. yeah. Uh-huh. so uh they really need to make uh improvements with the offensive line uh getting a center like rodney hudson with his expertise and uh, veteran experience uh that's that's very valuable and i know they just signed another i think offensive tackle who played on the bills last year so mm-hmm. that's another big move. I think they're going to address more offensive line stuff uh, in the draft. Well, you you, you we'll mentioned get, we'll Hudson get... too, right? For the center, right? 
That's yes. Good too, right. That was a great. I think that was a really good trade. I don't know what the Raiders are doing, but I feel like that was a very good trade for the Cardinals for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but yeah, I, I'm really happy with both of those moves, the Watt and the Hudson. I think those are the most important moves we've made all off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the Watts. I I liked a lot of what they did in the off season. You're definitely right. Uh, you know, to kind of bring this all together, you, you're you're definitely right about some of the head scratching losses for at least the money that they got elsewhere. Um, but I think a lot of the guys they brought in beside JJ Green uh, was was really good for this for this team. I think uh, I think they're looking forward to a, a, I, I would say a bright future. And since we're talking about bright futures, let's let's talk about the draft. Uh, who who do you want them to take in the first few rounds? I've got some stuff below. I'm seeing a lot of cornerbacks. I'm seeing some running backs. Seeing some tight ends. What what do you like? I think we talked about Pitts a little bit. I don't know if there's anyone else here you're thinking about in the first round that possibly. I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of guys, more cornerbacks like Farley, Sertain, Horn, maybe even Newsome. Yes. Uh, what, what yeah? What do you think? I was going to say, I think if not a tight end in the first round, I think filling the need at in the secondary is important. Uh, I think the two biggest needs that Arizona needed in the offseason were offensive linemen and uh, in secondary and cornerbacks. So, I mean, they're addressing the offensive line issue with Hudson and the other guy from Buffalo. Uh, so I think now, you know, they are signing some more cornerbacks. But I think, you know, getting a young guy like a Farley or like Patrick Sertain who, you know, they have good size at the cornerback position. They can play with some of the bigger receivers and, you know, learn under somebody with that veteran experience like Malcolm Butler. I think that's very good for their development. And I think, you know, if not Kyle Pitts, then definitely a cornerback for sure in the first round. I think that's a very smart move. Um, Yeah, I would say cornerback or Kyle Pitts in the first round. Yeah, I, th- I think that seems to be the way that they're they're trying to at least with all the mock drafts. But we all know they're kind of like soothsaying, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, for, yeah. Plus, sense. plus Arizona can be unpredictable too. You yeah. they need a position, and then they do uh, in one area, and then they'll draft in a position that you didn't really think they were gonna draft in the first round. It's like whoa, yeah. Okay, like, but like quarterback back to back year. Very true. Very true. E- yes, <laughs> that is that is fair. Um, is uh, what about like second or third round? Is there anyone else that you're thinking about? I I know Pat Fryermuth will possibly be there, and he's another tight end out of Penn State who they could use. Maybe a guy like Javante Williams is a running back. I don't know if there's anyone else you had your eye on or anything that you're thinking about, but if there's anyone else in the second two rounds or the second or third round. Uh, you know, hit me up. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. So, um, I would say, you know, if they, if they, let's go hypotheticals here. If they get a Kyle Pitts in the first mm-hmm. round, then I think you go with like a cornerback and Paulson Adebo uh, to really fill that position. Those are both positions they do need at this point, tight end and cornerback. Uh, you know, I, I guess taking Javante Williams is. A good pick. I think that's a little bit more of a gamble in the second round. You know, I think you could still get pretty good quality running backs later on in the draft. Plus, uh, I'm not too familiar with Javante Williams, so I'd have to look at his tape and really see if uh, if he's worthy. But uh, who knows? I mean, that seems like a guy Arizona would go after uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, uh, but then if, say, now they get um, – uh, Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertain in the first round. Then I would see, I would say, definitely go for Fryermuth uh, from Penn State because they really do need to fill that tight end position. I think the early rounds are the best rounds to fill the the right now need positions, cornerback and tight end of those positions. So I would say get those two positions in the first round, however it goes. So. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Cool. 
Cool, cool. Did you have anyone in the third round that you're interested? I, I feel like it's kind of, I mean, we're, we're trying to do first and second round. Third round can be very tough, but uh, I don't know if there's anyone else you, you were thinking about. Yeah, no, that uh, that is kind of tough to determine, but uh, maybe getting somebody on the edge. Uh, I think Hassan Redick, was he, wasn't he on the edge this year too, rushing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, maybe filling that position, you know, getting like a Akita, I don't even remember how to pronounce it, Akitakumbo, Adetokumbo, Ogunjiki. Uh, yeah. I think I got that right. What exactly what you said? I actually don't know if that's true, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna, go I'm gonna <laughs> but go. but I'll just call him. I'll just say Ao for right now, sure. just so just so it's easier. So I think Ao would be a good pickup uh, to fill the need uh, at the edge for uh, Hassan Reddick leaving. I think that would be a good pickup, or even Osa Izadizua, or, or however you say Osa's name too. Yeah, these names, man, I just can't get them. So, uh, but anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, I would think Osa, too. I know they have, like I said, J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Uh, but Osa would be... I like be Osa- a lot, too, from last year. I'm a big fan of his. Um, and I, I think he can play well on, like, a 3-4 edge. I, I like him a lot there. Mm-hmm. Or 3-4 three, four, three, four defensive end. So, like, on the interior, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I could see them getting a defensive line in the third round, but... Who exactly they could get? Who I think they should get? I may be a defensive lineman, but we'll we'll see what Arizona does. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's enough for the draft talk. The last question I've got is, how do you think the cards will do next year? I I want I know it's we're what like six years six months out. I want like a firm prediction, but I know it will probably not be true or whatever. But hit me up with a firm prediction. How how do you feel they're going to do next year? Yeah, see, that's a really good question. Um, so I think that the Cardinals they. They were streaking at the end of last year. Like I think at one point they were six and three after the Bills win, and I was like, "Wow, like this this team's a threat." And then they really fell. You know, they that streak just flipped flip flopped, and they went eight and eight. And I think a lot of that had to do with the injuries that we had suffered. Uh, you know, the defensive line too. I think some of our losses. Uh, were due to the fact that we couldn't get to the quarterback like we should have. I know Hassan Reddick had a good year, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, some of the game, like he had one game, he had like five or six sacks. So that piled mm-hmm. up in one game. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think that's, right. yeah. I don't think that's like an overall reflection uh, of the pass rush throughout the year. It's not like he's consistently getting to the quarterback. Maybe that's another reason why they didn't take a gamble on him. But uh, I would say that, with some of these people coming back or some of the moves they've made in the off season, I would say, I would like to say they would have a better season. And another thing too, to mention uh, that we didn't really talk about at all is that uh, a number of the games that we lost last year literally came down to field goal kicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, our kicker, I think it was uh, Zane Gonzalez, man, I was really upset with him. And I'm so glad that we made a move to get Matt Prater. I think he's, right up there with one of some of the most important picks you know matt prater's a a veteran kicker he's someone i feel like arizona can really rely on to go in and kick like you know a game tying field goal a a go ahead you know game winning field goal i think he's a good reliable guy with that and who knows i think that could uh help add some value in those close games next year so i would think that arizona is going to be playoff bound uh, I'm not sure where they're going to be, though. At first, I was thinking they were clear-cut favorites to win the division, but then you see the Rams make a big move in Matt Stafford. And, I mean, I think the Rams, honestly, are Super Bowl contenders next year. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that they will win the division. Arizona could probably get, like, a 
like a five or six wild card if we make the playoffs. Uh, I don't see us having a worse year. I think that would really be bad. I mean, if we made all these moves and then ended up doing worse than eight and eight, that I just feel like that's a really bad reflection on just the team and just the will and the whatever. I just they that would be a shock to me. So I don't think they're gonna do worse. But uh, we'll see. I mean, the teams are they're they're really making moves in the off season. Uh, I think the Seahawks personally are gonna have a down year. Uh, there's there's some offseason drama going on with Russell Wilson, some talks about him being traded to the Bears possibly. I mean, that's not going to happen as of right now, but I had heard that at some point, which, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? That would be kind of fun to watch. But uh, bottom line is I think they're <laughs> yeah. going to have a down year. I don't think they're uh, really doing Russell justice like the Cardinals are doing Kyler Murray justice. So uh, I think that the Cardinals will have a good year. 49ers, I feel like the 49ers may have a better year, like an 8-8. Eight and eight. They'll be fighting for a playoff spot. I think Arizona will sneak in there. But if we if we struggle with injuries, then we may end up another 8-8. Eight and eight. So if we're healthy, playoff bound. If not, another 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I think you're right about a lot of what you said about the division. The Seahawks are tough. I think their defense was actually not that bad last year. But it, just it got, it, it got a... Yeah, I got a lot better towards the end of the year. Yeah, uh, which it, it was coming back at that. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. For it was sure. pretty atrocious early on, but yeah, yeah, they definitely made improvements. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's a, such a tough—it's probably the best division of football. I think uh, the 49ers will be back in force. They lost a lot of injuries early on in the season last year. They lost a lot of guys to injury early on in the season last year. I love Arizona, too. I really do. I, I like Kyler a lot, and I think they're playoff-bound, too. I just—I mean, anything goes wrong in this division, and I feel like you're automatically at the bottom now. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the the, the thing, though, is um, the Drew Brees retired. So the Saints, I think, uh, who knows? I mean, the Saints did play pretty well without Drew Brees, so they could be a wild card contender. But I think the the Buccaneers are the favorite to win that division this year. Mm -hmm. So that would open up a, a potential wild card spot for Arizona since, I mean, last year, it was a guarantee that Tom Brady was going to make the playoffs, whether he won the division or not. So, uh, but now I think they're clear-cut favorites to win the division. So that could potentially open up a wild-card spot for us. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I think our division is the best division, and we probably are going to have two wild-card teams in there. Uh, I mean, I think we could have two wild-card teams in there, and I think Arizona would be one of those teams. We'll see, though. Yeah, I like to do bold predictions, uh, and I like to predict one division to make the entirety of the playoffs with, like, the seventh spot now. And I could see this division doing it. I mean, that'd be really fun. Um, I'm not sure if it will happen, but I, I, if any division's going to happen to, I feel like it could be this one. Or they could cannibalize each other, and then, you know, they get, like, two. But still, I, I think I'd be surprised if I didn't see at least two teams in this division make the playoffs. So, mm. yeah, for sure. All right, nice. that's all I've got. Oh, sorry. What's up? Oh, I just said I agree with you. Yeah, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so that's all I got. Um, why don't you hit us up with any, any final remarks, and uh, then we're good. Um, yeah, dude, uh, Jesse, it was very nice joining you on your, your podcast, man. I, I love talking about the Cardinals. Uh, I haven't talked about sports in a while like this, really in-depth. Uh, mm-hmm. I support what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Thanks, you really man. know your stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I've been doing a lot of, uh, other stuff in the digital media realm, but, uh, you know, my, my handle on social media is, te- uh, Teddy Capoots at, uh, at Teddy Capoots. So if you just search that, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. So, uh, yeah. 
yeah, guys, go hit him up. And I want to thank you again, Teddy, for coming on. This was uh, pretty fun. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, have a good one, man. God bless you. You too, man. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.